There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. My name is Josh Reed. That is Jim Price with us today. Hello. And uh, Jim, Jim, <laughs> yes, you know, yeah. you know, Uh-oh. you got to keep yeah. that nose clean. You got to keep that nose clean, especially when you're, in the, when you're in the west wing of the, the White House. You got to keep that nose oh, clean. Oh, me and my booger sugar got out of my pocket. <laughs> you know, this is, this is interesting. So last week we were talking about Jim. We said that uh, they're going to try to remove Biden from office. But first thing they had oh. to do is they had to get rid of Kamala Harris, and that oh, is this going to be Kamala's dude? So, so this is the Come this is on. what I heard from one of my sources this weekend. Okay, Uh-oh. listen to this. So they have to get rid of I'm Kamala sorry. Harris. I said that she potentially could go to a Supreme Court ca- uh, seat, right? Right. And I said yeah, the next yeah. four to six weeks we'll probably see something with that. Um, what I got from somebody this weekend is that the cocaine was Kamala cocaine? Harris's. And it's going to be utilized to remove Kamala and bring in Newsom. I thought she was big on the pot. I didn't realize she was on the big on the coke. I didn't. I didn't. I guess I didn't catch that part. I yeah. Uh, I don't know. Well, you, well, she has to keep up with the enormous rigors of Joe Biden. That man is such a machine to keep up with. She needs that little pick me up, you know, Mama's little helper to get her through the day. You know, I, I mean, he is an amazing, you know, instrument of. Uh, you know, democracy and uh, her ability to keep up has really been lacking. So, yeah, I get it. It's a it's a performance aid. Can you blame her? I mean, look at the guy. <laughs> this guy's this guy's a, you know a dynamo. Joe, you're driving me nuts. Let me go blow a line. <laughs> it's like I can't wait for you to stop talking. <laughs> no, uh, no, it, yeah, I don't get it. I, I, I get. God, why can't we just? You okay, don't so get it here's or you get it. Like, I mean, come on. I, it, it's kind of hard not to get. I know. But see, here's the thing. It's like life is already sucky enough, right? Life, life's got challenges, Josh, right? There's things, I mean, there's you even run out of toilet paper in your own bathroom. You're like, what in the, who didn't plan on this, right? Life is hard, okay? <laughs> Let's just go with that part, right? All these little things in life. And then you got somebody bothering to throw some cocaine on the floor at the situation room to try to get rid of somebody. Isn't life hard enough? I mean, Kamala was already screwing it up bad enough already. She was not. I mean, she's you know pulling at the the lowest level of any vice president in history. Blah 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 blah. And then now she's going to be a cocaine addict. You know, maybe she's going to come out with the the tryst that her and Hunter had. And oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I'm I you know I just need rehab or something. I don't. What are we What are we talking about here? Anyway. Well, I, I don't know what we're talking about here, but what I can tell you is yeah. that um, there's a lot of interesting things that came out of this weekend. I'm going to be talking about a lot of them this tonight on the Daily Dose podcast, but we're gonna we're gonna jump into them right now. And there was two videos that came out specifically, right. and the timing of these videos is very very interesting. So <clears throat> this weekend, General Michael Flynn was on a, a podcast and he. Um, released a clip of this video where he's saying that there's a good potential that the 2024 election doesn't happen and that we see before then some type of black swan event. Then you had Colonel McGregor 
on a podcast saying basically the same exact thing, that I wouldn't be surprised if you find that the banks are closed and there's some type of event or crisis, uh, whatever it might be, to where people aren't able to access money, people aren't access to travel, that martial law is declared, and we don't have an election. Now, this is interesting because McGregor and Flynn, um, as, as much as I don't know if they communicate, it's not unusual, but I haven't seen them together. I haven't seen them um, kind of being friends in any way, shape, or form. But mm-hmm. they're both former intelligence officers, high-ranking U.S. military intelligence officers. Not only that, is both of these gentlemen, General Mike Flynn and Colonel McGregor, have been spot on with what they've said was going to happen with Ukraine, Russia, the U.S., with foreign policy, with what's happening in China, and specifically what's happening with the World Economic Forum and here in the United States. Now, if you go back to November 2020, Jim, right? I came out with this cockamamie theory called the Firestorm Event. Okay? Right. And people, I lost so many subscribers when I said this, people were like, you don't know what you're talking about. Trump will be in, back in office by January 20th, and then he's going to get inaugurated on March 8th, and we're going to have the 20th president or the 19th president. I'm like, no, 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 no. They're gonna they're taking Trump out. I think that this was supposed to happen. You got to tell you can't show, you can't tell the people. You got to show them, right? Right. Oh yeah. And and people abandoned me, and that's fine. But I called what's called. I said there's going to be a firestorm event, and the firestorm event is going to be a series of various different events within kind of different domains. I look at it social, cultural, institutional, political, is you're going to have mm-hmm. collapse of those domains. You're going to have attacks on supply chain and infrastructure. You're going to have the formalization of economic collapse and World War III sparking off. This was in November of 2020. Right. And then I was, you know, 2022, I was saying, I don't know if the election is going to happen. But, you know, I, I think we underestimated what was really going on by that time. But 2024, I think that we are going to hit one of these events and that we're going to have a, cat, a, a cascade of these cataclysmic events all occur around the same time. And I, I'm saying, you know, September 23rd just sticks out for me. September 23rd, I'm, I'm not a date predictor, but let's just keep in right. mind September 23rd. That's an interesting date. But when we're looking at what's happening here, we're going to see over the next 12 to 18 months, most likely some type of event, whether it's natural phenomena, whether it's a solar flare, EMP, a nuclear event, I don't know. But right. it is going to produce martial law and suspend the election. Here, Jim, they can't win. They can't win. There's, there You're is right. no yeah. way in, in, in Jubilaba. I don't even know what word to put in there. There's no yeah. way they can win. I mean, listen, July 4th, Indiana Jones releases in the studios, Disney's premiere movie. And it gets beat out by an indie movie that was funded with like $3 million. Okay? Yeah. Because of uh, Mel Gibson's uh, production company. Um, Jim Casaville stars in the movie. It's about uh, yeah. Operation Underground Railroad. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And uh, The Sound of Freedom. For anybody out there who hasn't seen it, go see it. Sound of Freedom. But... This movie beats it out on July 4th. And not only that, is it sold out everywhere since then. Yep. And, and, and I'm watching people on Twitter. And I'm watching Democrats, liberals on Twitter going, hey, if you haven't seen this movie, you should go see uh-huh. it. 
And I'm like, wait yeah. a minute, wait a minute. Did we just unite the clans? Did we just uh-huh. become friends? Did people Was that the just unite? Clap? Yeah, we, did people just unite around Save the Children, which you and I and everybody else have been saving, saying was going to happen in the first place? Yeah. And here we go. Now now they're starting to see the big picture. Then then Rolling Stones runs this article, right? Yeah. And uh, Save the Children, uh, here's our review of Save the Children. It's a debacle of a movie, poorly put together, unfactual basis. Did you see what CNN was doing over the weekend? You saw that video, didn't you? I didn't see How what CNN, CNN said it was the they uh, CNN said that it was uh, the the numbers are factually inaccurate. Uh, there's not that many children. There is human trafficking in the world, but it's not the problem that this movie's trying to portray it as being. They they had like a 20 minute host and a guest talk about. Uh, how their their numbers are wrong. It's all fabricated. It's a Hollywood production. <laughs> it was like, oh my gosh, CNN was just in total denial. They yeah. they admitted that child trafficking is real, but not at not like you think it's real, right? I mean, but then they then they came out and said yeah. that it has overtones and uh, it has Jim, Jim Casaville is a overtone of the QAnon phenomenon. Yeah. Now this is what got me because you know what. Anybody reading that article who's never heard of QAnon mm-hmm. is immediately going to go out there and say, "What's that? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> is this is this is this thing against human trafficking and child you know trafficking? Let me go investigate that." And when they start to investigate that, guess what happens? They they begin to see, they begin to see oh my goodness this is real oh look at Jeffrey yeah. Epstein and little Jeffrey Epstein's island oh JP Morgan's paying off who what oh wait wait yeah. uh, Adam Schiff in the Standard Hotel what's this all about what a, a, a young underage Hillary black Clinton man? and the five 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 raw video and and Frazzle Trip what's this Podesta's emails talking about you know little three little kids in a hot tub at nighttime. You know Barack Obama ordering forty five thousand dollars worth of hot dogs. I mean, come on. Yeah. People, oh, wake up! Fun. This is real. It, 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 when they when they go out there and they put you know Rolling Stones published this article, I'm like, oh my god. I think you, this is completely going to blow up in your face because now people are going to go out there and go. What's QAnon? Are they against human trafficking? I'm against human trafficking. Right. That's not a bad thing. And all of a sudden, they're going to research it and they're going to find my videos and they're going to be like, oh my God! Oh my God, I knew it! These people are all sick. Right. And guess what? They are all sick. They, they, they So th- this is where it gets interesting, Jim. Go ahead. Go mm-hmm. ahead. I, want, I know you want to say no. something. Go ahead. Well, no, it was it, the. I watched the movie yesterday. Um, I went and saw it yesterday, and I'm gonna tell you, if you get through the first 15 minutes without starting to cry, you're you gotta you gotta kind of readjust your soul there a little bit. Um, it was a very moving. Uh, it was very moving, uh, very very real in a lot of ways. That things that I you know I knew about, things I understand. Um, it does get you caught up emotionally, and if you know, I'm telling you, anybody challenge anybody. I don't care how cold their soul is. Have them go watch that, and then tell me you're not you're not affected by the way you come out. This this is a real phenomenon, and it it's is. happening in real time right in front of you. It is. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show right after this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, back to the Dark Delight Show. So, yes. Jim, yeah. I'm have here. you heard of Eagle Two? 
Eagle 2. Eagle Go 2, Fox 3. No, no, no. We're not launching missiles here from an F-16. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. This is where this gets really, really interesting because um, InfoWars, Hamilton on InfoWars did something on this. And I'm like, oh, my God, I haven't heard this in years. And it, it's like one of those things when you're a conspiracy theorist, you do like tons of research on topics and you forget about it. And you're like, oh, my God, I forgot about that. That got buried because there's just so much stuff. Um, Eagle 2 was a uh, July 7th, 1989 document to Senator Edward Kennedy classified top secret that was released by the FBI files. Okay. All right. And what this was, was a, a way to fund um, CIA operations. Okay. And so you had Richard Helms, you had Colby, you had Bush. And what they were trying to do was find a way to fund CIA operations to basically be outside of Congress. Okay. And this is the document that showed how the CIA took over and controlled the drug war within Central and South America. Well, wow. So what happened is the CIA went in there, and they mm-hmm. realized that they could utilize their influence to topple governments, put in governments that were friendly to the CIA, and uh, that were basically dictatorships, and then utilize that to pressure the cartels to get a piece of the pie to allow the drug flow into the United States. And they took money off the top, and they allowed this money to fund their growth and their dark black operations. This is what right. created the deep state, because that money then gets laundered and, and funneled back in the politicians' pockets to support their campaigns to get politicians in place to look the other way. Well, Jim, <clears throat> did you ever hear that Jeffrey Epstein was a Mossad agent? Uh, yes. Well, no, yes, how do we? Do, how do? We, where, where does this connection come from? Do you know? Uh, not right offhand, but I have heard that he's. Uh, yeah, he has. He has deeper connections than we realize. But go ahead. The well, Mossad agent part. I didn't. Right. I don't have so, all the details. I know he's been called that. Yeah. Right. So there's, there's a few things here. Number one is Ghislaine Maxwell. Her right. father, Robert Maxwell, was a known Nazi collaborator, but also a Mossad agent. Nice. So he ended up, you know, dying a very mysterious death. But it would be, you know, smart to think that his daughter would uh, be dragged into that as well. So Jeffrey Epstein comes into the place, and he most likely is recruited by Ghislaine Maxwell. Ghislaine Maxwell becomes his handler. And Jeffrey Epstein becomes this Mossad agent. But the Mossad and the CIA and the MI6, they're, they're all the same. There, there is no separation between them. Okay? Right. They, they all operate in the same. They form the three primaries of the five eyes. Well, the, the CIA, they didn't stop there with the drug trade in Central and South America. They went into the Caribbean, Jim. And one thing they did in the Caribbean is they set up shop is they they expanded their drug trade. We know this in the 1960s, early 1960s, with what's known as the Cuban Missile Crisis. You had Daddy Bush, who owned a oil company during that time. 
which was being utilized to smuggle cocaine into the United States. And this was a um, CIA operation that was kind of the formulation of the deep state. This was the original mm -hmm. uh, facilitation of this. Um, and what they wanted to do is they wanted to form a coup on the United States. And they knew that if they put nuclear pressure on the United States, that they would have the ability to take Kennedy out or basically make Kennedy look bad to put their own politicians in place. And so this brings about the formulation of the Bay of Pigs incident, which George Bush, Daddy Bush, was directly behind, as well as Lyndon B. Johnson and many others. But uh, when we get into all of this and start looking at it, human mm -hmm. trafficking becomes this kind of new business. And with what's interesting about Eagle 2 is once they got going and they started basically infiltrating the drug and the human trafficking trade, they started making deals with big bankers. Well, one of those bankers just happened to be the head of the Rothschild family. Yeah. And <laughs> nice. so you, now you get Evelyn Day Rothschild involved in all yeah. this. And like these conspiracy theories you've heard over the years for all the people out there, are they're, they're, they're mostly true. Is that your government has been the facilitator of the drug trade, of the human trafficking trade, for a very long time. If you want a rabbit hole to go down, and this is a very dark one, go look up CIA Finders. CIA Finders Project. I don't know if nice. people know this out there, but in the 1970s and the 1980s, the Central Intelligence Agency in the United States of America was kidnapping children around the country. <sighs> and they were utilizing these kids in the human trafficking and the sex trade. Right. They had farms where they were farming babies down in Florida. These babies were born off record, not in hospitals, and then were immediately sold into human trafficking. And not only human trafficking, but other things as well. Human sacrifice, if you want to go there. Mm -hmm. um, there is... So that's the CIA Finders Project. And there's and Jim Jones was a part of this. The Jim Jones called all this. Uh, really? And there's so much more that goes into all of this in the sense of what the CIA's involvement was in the finders. Um, you have a guy by the name of uh, Michael Aquino. He's a former colonel, U.S. Army Ranger. Um, he was special forces in Vietnam. He came out and actually ran some of this project for the CIA. Um, he was also the head of the Temple of Set, which was a, a derivation, a branch off of the um, the Church of Satan. Wow. People remember him being on Oprah with uh, um, Anton LaVey's daughter, hmm. Z. LaVey. Um, right. These people are sick and evil. The, yes, these people are. are truly sick and evil. And they have been the ones that perpetuated and created all of this. You, you want to know a, a very interesting statistic for everybody out there who's older and who remembers when on milk cartons, they put the pictures of missing children on there and they gave you a number to call. You know what's interesting about that, Jim? Oh, did we lose Jim? Okay. What's interesting about that is this. Is zero of those kids were ever found. Zero, none, zilch, nada. They never found any of those children. Not only that, 
from a friend of mine who just happens to be the daughter of John Walsh. Yes, you might remember John Walsh from television. He, he used to do that uh, that one series, uh, not Unsolved Mysteries, but it was what I was. Uh, America's Most Wanted. Yeah, John Walsh, that John Walsh. His daughter. His daughter claims that her father is directly involved in the human trafficking. That he's kind of an overseer of various cities in the state of Florida. Not only that, <clears throat> is that those were not targets of missing children. But instead, those were advertisements for the human traffickers if they wanted that specific children. All right, there we go. Oh, Jim's back. And what would happen <laughs> is they would I don't call- know. Just sitting here and it decided to uh, didn't want to play, play ball anymore. Hey, by the way, get computers in your brain. Everything will work out. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That'll end well. Well, Jim, I'm, I'm talking about yeah. – uh, uh, so if you remember John Walsh. Right, right. right. Oh, can I give you the, can I give you the uh, muscular dystrophy telethon? Have I told you about this one? Well, no, what I was going to tell you, what I was talking oh, about ahead, was the milk, cart- the milk cartons and yeah, how yeah, they yeah. had the pictures of the missing children and they had a phone number underneath. And uh-huh. basically from, uh, from John Walsh's daughter, who's uh, Megan, right. who's a friend of mine, probably yours too, um, she yes. says that the way that worked is that you would call that number and there was a sequence that you'd put in like press one, press two, press three. And what would happen is, is at, at three you would get a, a, a tone which was a voicemail, mm-hmm. and you would put in the tones of the price of your bid. Wow. And, and oh. zero, zero of those children were ever found. And it was yep. a way that these organizations that kind of riled up around human trafficking, which were really facilitators of human trafficking, mm-hmm. were selling kids on the open market just like that. The, you, you, and people were like, this can't be real. Go Fact check it. Go look it up. Yep. It's it's. Um, let me give you one more thing to pile on top of this, and I don't. You know, it, this is my thing. It ties into the the, the school milk thing. I came up with this about three years ago. What if the muscular just telethon wasn't actually them raising ki- money for kids, but actually raising money to sell kids or sell the kids that they're parading up there? Oh, absolutely. That's most likely what was happening. Yeah. So when you were given, seeing that money come through, that's what you had to pay. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show right after this. When this old world gets me down and there's no love to be found, I close my eyes and soon I find I'm in a playground in my mind where the children laugh. And the children play And we sing a song all day Dark Delight on the WYSL stations Alright, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show and, Yes sir and I, don't, I don't want to start a Monday morning off with these dark topics So we're going to have Alright, we will Switch the topic over here to Joe Biden <laughs> Go back to cocaine. <laughs> cocaine. Well, no, yeah. actually, did you see Joe was at a Delaware beach this weekend? No, he, that, was that really him? Yeah. Was that really him? You didn't see him all decrepit and like like walking the way he walks? But like where's a, like Secret Service and the, the the eye in the sky and... They're what? incognito. They oh, were in disguise. Right. 
<laughs> They're like Transformers, robots in disguise. <laughs> Come on. But I mean, right. l- l- listen, I mean, it, I know some people believe that that's not really Joe Biden. Um, like the earlobe thing, I get it. It doesn't look like him. Well, guess what? When you age, things happen. Okay? Sometimes when you okay. get plastic surgery, things happen. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> yeah, look at Madonna. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. so, you know, do I believe it's the the real Joe Biden? I don't know. But is that person Joe Biden? Like, is it supposed to be Joe? Yeah, it's supposed to be Joe Biden. And, and the person is uh, massively um, mentally incompetent. And that that is a fact that whoever that is, is the one that holds the power in Washington, D.C., whether that power is held behind him and the decisions are made behind him through Blinken and other people is is not what we're talking about. We're just saying right. that he is the acting president and that whoever that person claims to be Joe Biden, that's who that is, right? right. And, I mean, it's not – I don't know if it's a clone or if there's a chip in his brain that makes him an AI. I don't know. It's all speculation. Right. Um, but to say that Joe Biden – Joe Biden died years ago and was replaced by – I know. There's no evidence of that. And stop okay. listening to people who say that, right? But All right. But the earlobe thing does get me. But I have – you can go out there and you can see as people age, what happens is that their earlobes do detach. Okay. It's actually a known know phenomenon. Yeah, it, it's actually phenomenon. a known phenomenon. Yep, okay. yep. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, listen, with Joe Biden, they are on a move to get Joe Biden out. From what we're getting is that Joe Biden is rogue. That because of the impeachment and the investigations into Hunter and everything that's going on, his rogue business deals, his uh, his brief phone call with John Solomon, that Joe Biden has cut off Blinken and everybody else, the the White House lawyers. He's basically just shut everybody out and he said, "I'm just making the decision." So apparently, what we're getting really? is Jill Biden. Jill Biden okay. is advising Joe on what to do, what to say. Oh, that's nice. It's all in the family, or something like that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not very fun, am I? Um, what, okay. So the thing is, if, if it's if it's Jill, then what happened to Susan Rice and whatever the ones there? They're not. They're not participating in this anymore because he's like kicked them out or what? Well, Susan Rice left like weeks ago. Remember? Right. Like Blinken. Blinken is kind of running the State Department, which is probably the most powerful department of all of this. Austin. Um, I, I I don't think Austin really runs anything. I think he's more of a puppet. But uh, right. we have really, um, you know, like Schumer and Blinken, these types of people just holding everything together, trying to find a way to push Joe Biden out. But they have to set the precedents for that. So the cocaine in the White House, I think, was a complete setup. And this could be a setup for Joe Biden, or this could be a setup for Kamala Harris. I think it's a setup for Kamala. I'm not sure. But right. what they want to do is they want to they want Joe and Kamala off the ticket in 2024. They do not want them running for office. Joe Biden just did an interview last week with um, what's his name, uh, Harim, uh, CNN guy, All and right. and he was saying he said. Uh, you know, a lot of people are saying that you shouldn't run, that you're too old. And he goes, ah, maybe they're right. And so wow. I think he sees it. I think he knows it. And so I don't think Joe <sighs> Biden will be running in 2024. I think that this is why strategically RFK Jr. is a, a massive um, 
hole in the wall for the Democrats because they got to position Newsom to be this guy that can win the primary if Joe Biden is still in office by that time, which I don't think he will be. I think that Joe Biden potentially, and guys, and I'm just speculating here, but this is just my thoughts and my feelings. Right. I think potentially Kamala Harris will be removed and Joe Biden potentially could die in office or, or, um, because you know, then we're going to have to have like memorial and the, the laying in state and doing all that. I don't want him to die in office. Is that right. – I mean that was mean, wasn't it? I should have said that. I don't want him well, dying in office. I don't need well, that. Well, here's the thing is, Jim, if yeah. you have an impeachment impeachment happening, okay, that's going to take yeah. out a president. You have all the okay. evidence coming forth of treason, sedition, of embezzlement, of selling out the American people, selling state secrets, all of this stuff, top secret information, right? A thousand right. times worse than any charge brought on Donald Trump, which directly connects back to the rest of the Washington establishment, where Joe Biden could easily turn on everybody else, Obama, Clinton. How do you stop that from happening? Oh, if Joe Biden died in office, guess what happens? All that goes away. No more investigations. He's gone. It's over. Oh, I see what you're saying. Do you, so so fl- you, but it toilet flushes all that because everybody's in mourning, so you can't go after the family anymore because the that's original right. big It's guy in mourning. It, it, it's a taboo topic. Oh, look, he died in office. It's over and done with. Oh, okay? don't, don't step on the dead guy's grave, yeah. right? Stop the impeachment. There's no reason to go forth on this, right? Oh, well, why are we investigating this? Joe's dead now, right? Think about oh, that. Wow. I mean, and, and look, I'm, I'm not wishing for this. I don't want this to happen. I know we're talking about the president of the United States right now. I, I don't wish for this. I don't want this to happen. I, I think that everybody should have their day in court and, and justice should be served. And we're talking about hypotheticals here for uh, for the airwaves, right? But, yeah. I mean, this is a good possibility. I mean, he is at wow. that age. He has this illness. It's a very, very good possibility, and that's the way that they cover up all of the Biden crime family and basically take the attention away because then it becomes taboo to investigate it. I mean, if Donald Trump came in the office in 2024 and investigated Joe Biden, guess what happens? Oh, oh how dare you? You know, don't, don't. You're walking he, on a dude's grave. Wow, yeah, the yeah, sentimental, exactly. right? He comes yeah. a martyr. He's martyrized because he died, and oh, this poor dementia victim he didn't know in his final days how long he had he had dementia. Oh, we don't know. Maybe up to two decades. He could have had it back in his 50s. We don't know. Are yep. you kidding me? Come on, man. <sighs> Seems to be the, the best ticket out. Yeah, and this is why I we're it. seeing. I see it. Yep. This is why yeah. we're seeing all of this setup that's coming about right now. Boy, when you, cho- when you, when you, li- uh, when you normally lie, lying becomes normal. And, and you know the doing. last president to die in office, John F. Kennedy. <sighs> We're gonna have to do that comparison thing now. That's nasty. I, I mean, God dang it! Come on, dude, just just get convicted and move on. <laughs> anyway, uh, great. Joe's gonna be a martyr. That didn't make my day any better. That's not how I wanted to mm-hmm. see this day. That wasn't it. Wow. Anyway, no, I, I get it where you're saying that that's all going to come down that way. Um, real quick on that whole, uh, yeah, that's, so Camo is going to get cocaine out. Who's going to put, who's, who's going to pull up there? You think Gavin Newsom's going to pull in? 
So it'll be so if both of those guys go out, <clears throat> right? You said guys. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, they would have to sequence it, right? So it would have to be Kamala right. first, then Biden. Um, if Kamala went out first, they could either eat, oh, leave the VPC open, right, where Joe right. Biden has no VP. But because of his age, they'll most likely fill it. And that would be uh, Senate who does that. So Senate the would Senate. have the – yes, because Senate would have the ability to elect a new president of the Senate, which is vice president. Oh, so who do they have besides Gavin Newsom that could sit in that? If maybe they don't want Gavin using his juice up by being vice president. Maybe they want to wait for him to run for president. No, no, I think that this would be this. This would be the ultimate setup for them. Is they bring Gavin Newsom in? So then he's right? incumbent. Right. So now he comes in and he takes over for Kamala, and then a few weeks later, Joe Biden has whatever whatever happens that Joe Biden happens to Joe Biden, and now he becomes president. And they block wow. Kevin McCarthy from becoming president because he would have been third in line of secession. Mm. But Senate could also go and say, hey, look, you know, we got the Speaker of the House. He's third in line of secession. Bring him up. Right. But that would be dangerous for the Democrats. Be incredible. I don't know. McCarthy's kind of been a, a bit of a. Well, he he's, he's a neocon, a, though. He's a neocon. Right. That, that, that's basically that's handing the reins of the deep state over to the other political side. Nah, that's not what they want. So that's highly unlikely scenario. So my guess is is if they get Kamala out of the way, that you'll see Newsom come in as VP or you know whatever, right. and uh, Joe Biden will. Something will happen, and then Newsom will become interim president beginning of 2024. It will help the backing of his campaign. He'll immediately take action on things through executive order uh, like he did in California, and people will cheer and clap and be happy, and it'll probably be all unconstitutional and illegal. And then what's happening is they will push him to win re-election, to win the election in 2024. And he'll have a lot of motivation behind him. I, I'm looking at this Axios article, and the Axios has been really, really, um, really good to Joe Biden over the years. This 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 article is called "Old Yeller: Biden's Private Fury." Behind closed doors, Biden has such a quick trigger temper that some aides try to avoid meeting alone with him. Some take uh, the colleague, most uh, take a shield against a solo blast. The president's uh, automations, automations, automatopoeia, yeah, (laughs) curse words, f you, f that, all this stuff. They're, They're setting him up. I'm telling you, they're setting him up. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. And in this article, it's basically saying that Joe Biden has lost his mind, that he's a mean, angry old man who nobody wants to work with and nobody wants to talk to. Right. And then they bring in the question, his health. There it is. His health. Uh-uh. They, they are getting ready to take Joe Biden and remove him. He has become a lie. If people go back to the Dark Delight show, okay? Right. Uh, around um, before the midterms, mm-hmm. I said this. The Joe Biden has become a liability. 
He has become a liability, and they're moving to remove him. They're organizing things to remove him. I thought it would happen before then, but I was wrong. But yeah, I thought they were going to do this first. I thought they were going to do this first quarter, not not going into the third quarter. You know, for each, you know, we're in the third year, third year. What are you going to call this? Um, Golly, it's really been painful to watch. Did you see the stuff with him uh, stumbling around in England in front of uh, King Charles or whatever his name is? Yeah, that was today. He just got there today. Oh, is that today? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just arrived. Nice. He's already bumbling around. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this will end well. I don't know. Yeah, the, the whole play of this. Well, okay, here's the thing. What if the public, now that they're seeing all these things go on with the Sound of Freedom and everything, when they see that... They are legitimately just trying to steal the White House. Do you think people are going to rise up at that point? Will that be the difference for them? I don't know if people are going to rise up. I think Mm -hmm. that people are going to push back. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that people are going to – I think that there is a mass awakening right now in this country and that – once people begin to wake up and say, hey, uh, this isn't right, and once the, cool. once the liberals <laughs> and the Democrats begin to see the scam and that they've been played, you better watch out. Yeah. I mean, conservatives well, have known for a while that they've been, you know, played, <laughs> right? Right. But just wait till the Democrats do because those people, they, they, uh, they, they get mad. And when they get mm-hmm. mad, they get violent and they burn things down. I'm just saying. <laughs> at least, at least the conservatives have restraint. These people, oh yeah, have no restraint. Well, they've been, they've been okay. And this is one of the analogies I use. You know, when you push down on a spring in the very beginning, it's not so bad. But when you really get that spring all the way pushed down to where there's like no space between the coils, mm-hmm. there is nothing left but disobedience. And I, I don't think people realize when I, I made that statement on Twitter on a, on a post the other day is that. You know, when you push people down this hard, there is nothing left but disobedience. When that spring gets pushed down that far, the only thing left for it to do is to push back. And I don't think they realize that there's a lot of people they've been using and they've been giving in and they've been used they've been used because there's been a little bit of an exchange, a little bit of a prid pro quo, you know, I get this, you give me that, I give you this, and there's that little exchange. Well, I think that those minorities that have been used as tools and, and throughout this process, I think they're learning. I think they're seeing it. I, I really do believe that that's probably going to be the greatest awakening is the ones that they counted on the most. Those those uh, you know squishy soy boys and some of the others that were like, oh, we're all going to kumbaya it out. And all of a sudden they start seeing that they're just shoving people in and out. And the government process doesn't really work. Some of these political science degree people are like, well, hey, that's not how you get rid of a president. That's not how you replace them. Mm-hmm. I think there, there's a lot more to that. All these people that voted for him are going to be yelling, whoa, hold on a second here. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to happen. And they're yeah. going to see the flip-flop and they're going to say, hey, you can't, you can't do Why are you doing that? Yeah, and they're going to say, sure. shut up. Get in your corner. Know your place. Uh-huh. Oh, and then and those people are going to go, those... oh, here we go. Bet. <laughs> Bet. You know, put me in a box. Nobody pits baby in the corner. <laughs> Nobody puts baby in the corner. Yeah. 
I want to be my own man. All right. Now you're suddenly going to be your own man. Great. Now we got to deal with I'm that. I'm a real boy. Yeah. Oh, you know, literally, that's a that's a real thing, guys. I mean, we uh, we are okay. Here's the thing: we've talked about how to get get through all these things, right? Josh and I both have given you different things. You know, I've talked about health, and I've talked about the emotional and the spiritual, and talked about the legal side and the Constitution, and Josh talked about the history and the legal side and the Constitution, and all these things. We've been get we've given you guys all these answers, but here's the problem: when these people start losing their minds. And not like they're going to pull their hair out and set themselves on fire. But that'll mm-hmm. seem like what they're doing. You've got to be the level head. You've got to be the person that watches them start to freak out and go, hey, 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 stay with me, buddy. I know it's hard what you're experiencing right now. I've been dealing with this for a few years now. I, I've had time to adapt. Now, listen, here's what's really going on. Here's what's, And you're going to have to be able to talk that individual off the ledge, a the, you know, the theoretical, metaphorical ledge, so that you, they don't, you don't lose them in the, ca- the chaos of things. And this is our opportunity as those of us have been prepared to be those that can reach out and help others. This is what we've all been talking about this for. It's, it, yeah, you're going to get through it real easy. I think a lot of you guys have prepared yourself mentally, physically, you know, f- monetarily, you know, food-wise, all that good stuff. But when you see the other people start to lose their minds because they've been so manipulated, so, so coerced into this position, when you see them see that the wake up, Right, they've learned that the kitchen chair is not God. Right, they're, they're, they believe the wrong thing this whole time. You've got to be the person there to to bring them through this. Yep, you do. So, that's, Oy, my I, I think goodness, I, Jim. Yeah, <laughs> we are Already. in we are in biblically epic times. I'm telling yes. you right now, it's this coming. is this is absolutely amazing what's happening in the world and i'm just we are blessed to just be here i mean seriously we are just blessed to be here on this planet at this point in time in the world to watch this all unfold and be a part of history as this all comes about this is absolutely amazing and i'm happy to be here in this fight with everybody out there and every with everything that's happening man it's just absolutely phenomenal (laughs) Yeah, we we rode the roller coaster every time. We 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 were the uh, beta. We were the beta folks, right? We went out, got on the roller coaster, said, "Hey, that third heel kind of sucks." Uh, figure figure out this little current curve over here. We've all we've all been through it. We've all figured it out, right? So now the newbies that are coming on board, the people that haven't ridden this roller coaster and haven't experienced the ups and downs and the emotions and the highs and lows, we're gonna have to say, "Hey, you know what? Hold on, but it's worth it." And you know what? Maybe just put your hands in the air because it's going to be a heck of a ride. You might as well enjoy what you're getting ready to go through because it's it's going to be worth it in the end. Agreed. To my analogy. My analogy. Analogy. You imagine, imagination. Yeah, I know. Name and name and name. Yeah, phenomena. That's all, folks. All right. It's been great. I. I, well, again, it's uh, what? Well, well, okay, think about adrenal fatigue. Those of us that have been through this, the adrenal, the stress fatigue of it all, mm-hmm. there really is. <sighs> it's been a, it's been a heck of a ride. Thanks, guys, it for is. coming along. That's right. Jim Price will be yeah. with you guys for the next hour. We will, we'll all be back tomorrow for you. Much love, respect. God bless you guys. Take care. We'll see you again next time.
There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right, welcome back to your Dark Delight Show. I'm your host, Jim Price. The second hour on Mondays and Wednesdays. It's your extended lunch break. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and let you guys have it. Uh, I'll, you, I'll let you guys have an extended lunch break. Now, I don't know about your boss or who runs the uh, who runs the shop you work at, but hey, just say, Jim Price told me I could. No, that won't work either. Uh, we do have a, an article out here that says, Representative Adam Schiff may have been censor, censured by the majority of the House members last month but the California, the shifty California attorney and former chair of the House Intelligence Committee uh, isn't nearly as stupid as he looks. While fighting for our democracy and economy that works for everyone, Shift has turned the House censor into a fundraising windfall. According to a report from The Hill, uh, Adam Shift campaign pulled in $8.1 million during the second quarter, totaling uh, for his war chest and a whopping 29.5 million bucks. So there are, okay, listen, this whole money laundering thing. How do I, how do I put this? I want, I want you guys to think about this for just a second. Slow down. I mean, I know this article sounds like there's like all these little unaware biddies out there and old gentlemen and pink haired and purple haired men and women that are out there just giving their 10 or $15. They just made off of Uber to give to this guy so he could go ahead and perpetuate whatever it is he does. I don't even know what his agenda really is other than the absolute destruction of America. But let me point out something to you here. Do you guys know who James O'Keefe is? James O'Keefe is a guy who was part of Project Veritas, which that Project Veritas, you talk about going woke and going broke. There's a connection to James O'Keefe and Project Veritas because he was kind of this, this figurehead. He was really the guy. Right for Project Veritas, he was their anchor in a lot of ways. That uh, Tucker Carlson was the anchor for Fox, that was keeping kind of that boat afloat over there. And obviously, since then, they have, you know, they taken their medicine. But let me give you a little bit of an analogy here: why things don't seem to make a lot of sense to us. So when we sit here thinking about how BlackRock and Vanguard and State Street and all these big money hedge fund companies keep having their finger on the scale. Now that has nothing to do with Josh or with uh with uh Adam Schiff, right? Well, it really does. So Adam Schiff, the money that just came in, the 8.1 million dollars that came in for the second quarter for Adam Schiff is really is is really an attestment to how much money laundering there really is, how much slush money there really is. When they're trying to protect their own, prop up their own, give this guy a paycheck on his way out. See, he gets to keep all that money once he doesn't succeed. Or he gets to spend that money however he wants on the campaign as he's campaigning. Remember, these people take care of themselves. The campaign finance committees is not going to go in and censor him, not going to go in and fine him. They are not going to go after him and say that they couldn't verify his address or fine him for uh, a page being missing on his financial statement. They're going to take care of their own. Now, how is this all tied into this whole thing? Well, um, just work with me here for a second. When we think of Project Veritas, when we think of Bud Light, we think of uh, all these different things out there, Disney, uh, the whole thing, these all these different places out there that are losing money, Target, 
Uh, even Jesus Chicken, I'm out, right? I'm not a Chick-fil-A fan anymore. I quit eating it because they've got their own DEI guy, diversity, equi- uh, equity, and inclusion guy, uh, vice president. They gave in to the woke concept that they had to have this. Why? Here's where this all ties in. Remember I told you about Black Rocks and J- uh, Project Veritas with James O'Keefe? Well, remember he was going around to these doors and saying, hey, ma'am, uh, it says here that you donated $300,000 or, sir, you donated $400,000 or you donated $40,000. And they're like, I donated $10 last year, like one time. Well, it says here that you've donated 2,000 times at a total of, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And they're like, I can't. I don't, I can barely make my, you know, taxes on my house. I'm paraphrasing, but here's what's happening. The reason that James O'Keefe was gotten rid of it at Project Veritas is because someone came in and touched the board. Okay, there was somebody within there, and he has talked about this and referred to it, that there was an infiltrator. There was people that were in there to tear down what he was doing. Well, this is how they do it. The BlackRock, State Street, Rumble, um, you know, different companies out there that who are on the New York Stock Exchange. I think when you apply for the New York Stock Exchange, when you go through that whole that whole process of getting in there, I think the establishment goes in and puts their claws into you so deep and say, hey, you're going to want all this money when you go public, right? Well, you need to give us 10 or 20% of your company so that we can distribute that to BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard. And then we want to make sure that you understand that if we see that you're falling out of line, we're going to make sure that your corporation fails, your, your, your stocks become penny stocks, we'll hedge against you, and we'll destroy you. Now, what has that got to do with Adam Schiff's fundraising? Well, Act Blue and also the Chinese Communist Party and others where money launders back through from, uh, from Afghanistan, from Iraq, from Iran, from Ukraine, from China, from all these places across the globe where we keep, keep sending this aid, these aid packages out there. This is where money laundering comes back. So when you think of the corporations and how they act all weird all of a sudden, and you think about Act Blue, and you think about James O'Keefe, and you think about the stock market, and you think about money laundering, and you think about how they, we've been doing this funding of governments around the world so that we can make sure and help them out and pay for abortions globally. We pay for about 100 million global, uh, is it 100 million? I think it's about 100 million abortions globally as Americans. So you guys should be proud of yourself. You guys are the number one funder of abortions on earth. So good job, folks. You're, you're great. But what I'm saying is, is this is a very loose picture here of all the interconnections here. This $8.1 million that Adam Schiff got in the second quarter to quote-unquote create this fundraising windfall for himself, well, this is all part of the payoff. He went out ahead of there. He did the Russia-Russia thing for eight years, like just like he was told to do. He was a good little boy, and he got to have himself some sex with a Chinese lady for a long, long time that it was, uh, you know, he could do whatever he want because he's got a Chinese spy he's sleeping with. He's getting paid off. He's doing the Russia-Russia-Russia thing. He gets to be Mr., you know, I'm Mr. Democrat. Yay for me. I'm doing what Soros told me. Yay. And here's this is this is all so interconnected. You think of Target, you think of Bud Light, you think of Act Blue, you think of Project Veritas, you think of Adam Schiff, you think of the Democrat National Committee, you think about the Republicans, you think about Ukrainian war, you think about think about um uh, Belize, you think about Brazil, you think about you uh Ukraine, you think about all these different places we're in screwing around money laundering, sending $200 billion. Now we're going to send cluster bombs to Ukraine. 
guys, this is how the Democrats get their funding. This is where the millions and millions of dollars come from them. See, to them, to the individual, he's got $8.1 million. And what did he do for it? Acted like an ass. Okay, well, good job, buddy. You sold your soul out for a few million bucks. Now he's got $29.5 million to play with going into his election. Against who? Who is Adam Schiff running against in California that's so terrifying that he needs $30 million to run? Think about that. It's a Senate seat. I get it. Or a House seat, I mean. But in a House seat, he needs $30 million to run for a House seat? Is that true? No. This is about paying him off. This is all that backdoor money. See, guys, I think you guys get confused about, like, oh, there's a bunch of these mom and pops out there paying him money. They're not. This is all about the money laundering machine. He just got it through donations. Ag Blue and Project Veritas was going door to door and finding out that these people, Ag Blue, was donating money in these people's names. And that the money is directly tied to the communist, Chinese Communist Party, which is Uncle Joe's favorite money source. The billion and billion. By the way, Trump said he got uh, that uh, Joe, uh, Joe Biden and Hunter Biden got a billion and a half from China. I only knew about the billion. I don't know where the other half a billion came from, but I'm sure it's pretty legitimate. If, if, if Trump actually said it, I'm sure there's more out there. Now, think about this. It's all money laundering. It's all payoffs. It's all about him going out there and doing the right thing for the party. He was a party guy, party line. And that's why you're going to see him. You know, I really don't see him coming back. Maybe I'm wrong. But the thing is that they're giving him enough money and a pat on the head that maybe he gets to go out there and just sail off into wherever it is, Thailand or Belize or some third world country where he can go and be a complete creep somewhere else. Uh, but the thing is, guys, this is what it is. This is all the money laundering. I want you guys to slow this topic down. Think about what I've been saying here. This is actually this is actually real. This is actually real. So don't go around saying, well, you know, Jim, that's a far leap when you say that, well, that there's a, and then there's a, I'm like, no, yeah, that's, that's really it. You know, they're really, it really is just this, this, it's this simple. It's right in front of your face. They don't, they're not hiding it from you. Nobody's, nobody's over here like, oh, you don't, don't find us out. Ha 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 ha. You know, this is what they did. They did it right for your face. If I told you guys years ago, I told you guys years ago on my show, well, you guys weren't listening to me years ago, but I talked about it on my radio show uh, that I started out on before I started doing the daily update that Guys, this is this is their MO. This is who they are. Act Blue is laundering the money for the teachers union, the, the, the NEA, the National Education Association, the uh, Federal Workers Union. Uh, it, that's that's that pays in the, the NEA or the uh, Act Blue. The um, let's see, uh, the uh, was it air traffic controllers pay into it, the police pay into it, the teachers pay into it, the nurses pay into it. All these different organizations, when they collect their, their union dues, go straight to Act Blue, and then Act Blue then distributes it back out. I mean, you talk about a, a big corporation here, but it's a charity. You guys, if you guys want to find out where the money really starts and how all this goes down, man, Act Blue will just tear your heart apart and you see how many things that you think are, oh, no, the thin blue line, oh, yeah, let's do that. But all those guys are putting their thin blue line union dues into the Democrat National Committee, the same one that's laundering money for China into American politics. And the punctuation of this whole thing is there is not as many registered Democrats as you believe there are. 
There are not as many registered Democrats that vote as you think there are. The enemy is not as great as you believe they are. They are small, weak, and feeble. They just are louder, and they have made themselves far more terrifying, and you're falling victim to that. When you find out, when this all comes out, that there was only a few of these little creeps controlling all of us, you're going to feel a little bit dirty inside. That's the problem, guys. Think about that. You've got a situation where you've given in to a very small little segment of population because they have been the squeakiest and they seem the most terrifying. They seem the largest because the money laundering machine is willing to put money into paid actors that are willing to go around and destroy this country. And if you think all those people that are coming across that southern border are here because they're trying to find a better place to live, you're a fool. All right, guys, I'm Jim Price and Dark Delight Show. We'll be right back here in just a couple minutes. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, welcome back to Dark Delight Show. I'm your host, Jim Price. Yeah, guys, I just, I don't mean to call you a fool and then go off to, you know, the uh, commercial break there and then leave you guys hanging. I mean, but this is what it really is. This is, this, it is this nefarious, guys. And I'm, I'm only giving you the cover of the Reader's Digest. You know how Reader's Digest said you had those abbreviated stories in them? I mean, I'm just giving you the cover of the Reader's Digest. So in other words, that even the story inside the Reader's Digest is only the the paraphrase, the condensed version of, there's the long-form book, right? There's the long-form encyclopedia collection of 20, 30, 40, 100 billion volumes of this that we've been living in. For so long, we've just we've we've normalized this, and we were like, "Oh no, Jim, I'm not a, I'm not part of that system. Don't you put me in there?" Well, no, this is what they really do, and uh, <laughs> uh, just let me sh- let me show you how disingenuous they are. Okay, uh, fake news falsely accuses Arizona Senator Wendy Rogers, which I have met Wendy Rogers countless times, and she is. She's upset. She's a she's a real leader. She wants to push herself out there. She's a, an Air Force, an ex Air Force pilot, and I have met her, talked to her about a lot of things, and I will tell you that she does wear her heart on her sleeve. She does understand voter integrity. She does understand the southern border issue. She understands the human trafficking. She understands the children that are being trafficked south and north across the border repeatedly over and over again. Well, this is what we have going on in our this is what we have going on in what we consider to be the media. Um, it says here, uh, Rhino, Arizona Rep- State Representative Dave Cook has declared a primary challenge against Senator Wendy Rogers after she shared images of Hunter Biden that he that he claims are illegal and completely unacceptable. Cook has a history of voting against good legislation, betraying his conservative base. He has also killed numerous election integrity bills in the House, including Senate Bill 1140, 1141, uh, 1142, and 1143. Uh, Arizona Capitol Insider told the Gateway Pundit that Cook has been attempting to cut deals with Democrats for years and tried on multiple occasions to negotiate with Dems to become Speaker and backstab Republicans in the House. This guy sounds like a what, folks? What do we call those? Rhino or an establishment player. Uh, Cook announce, announcement comes after a new report that Arizona family uh, the, from Arizona family alleges that Sa- uh, Senator Rogers violated Arizona's revenge porn law after posting sexually explicit images on Twitter of Biden's son Hunter Biden. Now wait, these are the same the pictures they're referring to are the same pictures that are all over the internet 
And it, how is this revenge porn uh, allegation that this is this is this guy's this is this guy's life? This is what he's been doing. But nobody's wanting to pick up the idea that this is somehow a crime. This is remember Hunter's still the victim here. Like, see how this works? This is what they do. Uh, the the video that Rogers uh, reportedly retweeted features a naked Biden with a, with a prostitute in a censored blurred photo from page six thirty. A report on the Biden laptop. The report includes photos of the for, of foreign leaders and allegedly, uh, let's see, alleging four hundred fifty nine documents. Let's see, wait, wait four hundred fifty nine documented crimes committed by the Bidens and associates. So that's four hundred fifty nine crimes. Think about this. 459 crimes are documented in the report from the Biden laptop. But yet, but yet, Trump is being gone after because he had reported and recorded and given copies to the president's library, the archives, and yet they ran into his house to go take a picture of his wife's underwear. But here, Wendy Rogers is saying that she's she violated a revenge porn law for posting reposting someone else's post that is from the exact laptop that is hunter biden's i don't understand this how is this i mean there was no porn involved there was this but this is the issue this is how we 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 make hunter the victim because wendy rogers is victimizing him not the females that hunter biden was involved with not the the underage kids that he had in a photo where there's four girls that look like they're about the ages of 10 and 12 years old where he's doing cocaine in front of them let's not talk about that let's not talk about these crimes that we can legitimately see right in front of our face Let's not talk about that. Let's talk about how Wendy Rogers picked on Hunter Biden. And this is a great way to put myself ahead of Wendy Rogers when I run for office against her. Do you see how this establishment stuff works? Do you see how people are so desperate to be popular, so desperately just they need to be needed, that they, they're so selfish and so self-centered that this guy will, will protect and protect and 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 make sure that they're going to cover up for the Biden family while going after Rindy Rogers, who's saying, listen, why isn't this being prosecuted? Why isn't the voter integrity things being national news constantly until it's fixed? But this is how they do it. She, he's going to demonize, come up with some ridiculous law against Wendy Rogers. Well, again, I, there's law enforcement out there every single day. They know the Hunter Biden laptop. You know, if the sheriffs or the, the 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 DAs in the area would, don't you think that they know how to do their job? I mean, they know how to over prosecute. They know how to persecute political enemies. They don't need this guy going out there and and you know doing his little rain dance for attention. But this is what we do, folks. See how this all plays into the money laundering, the power play, the you know tearing down of the integrity of an individual has nothing to do with reality. Wendy Rogers didn't do anything here. She didn't have something against this guy. This is actually this has been out there since 20 October of 2020. I reported on this on the news, on the radio. I was talking to Rudy Giuliani about it, and yet this is somehow revenge porn law breaking that Wendy Rogers has done? I mean, what? This is <sighs> Anyway, um, Arizona family claimed in a TV news report that the clip showed images where we are not allowed to show on air. The photos were uh, undeniably disgusting. However, as seen in the video below, the pornographic images, including Hunter, uh, are censored. Uh, and if, they're, if they weren't, Arizona family could have blurred 
them themselves. So see, it's this victimhood, right? They're like, oh, see, see what she's done, you know, but yet it was, it wasn't there. And so Arizona Family, this, this show is trying to create a, a drama that's not there because why? They have a political agenda. They have a political push against us. I'm looking at the tweet right here, right now. I'm going to tell you right, right now, guys, this is not a problem. This is like this is not an issue for people to feel like there was some type of revenge porn thing. Uh, this is ridiculous. But anyway, uh, let's see. We'll read the article here. It says, despite the fake news media's claims of uh, illegality, the report notes lawyers were c- uh, con- contacted but unavailable for on-camera interviews. Say it would be a tough case to prosecute or persecute, given that Biden's. Uh, are a high-profile family, and be and because explicit images of Hunter are common on social media platforms. Did you catch all that? I may have chopped it up a little bit, but this was a quote from the the lawyer saying that because this stuff's already all out there, she. So who do you prosecute? Her or the millions and millions of people who've shared this worldwide? Where do you start prosecuting from? Uh, State Senate Senator Warren Peterson gave the following statement to Arizona Family, notifying them that the retweet, although not illegal, was a mistake. And Senator Rogers uh, did not realize those images were in the video until it was brought to her attention. Okay, well, so it was brought to her attention. But again, none of this is not, none of this is fake. None of this is made up. It's not, that. that's the problem with this. Remember, they're trying to shine the light that Hunter is the victim. Wendy Rogers has victimized Hunter, and this other guy who's going to try to run against her is going to use, as a Republican... He's going to try to use this tweet, covering up for the Bidens, that she victimized them, and she is a victimizer. And I tell you what, this lady, I, I have met, I've met Wendy, like I said, I've had her on my show several times. What a genuine lady. She really wants freedom. She wants fair elections, and that's it. You'd be surprised. I, that is all she just says. She's like, I just want our elections accurate, and I want people to have their freedoms. And why is that too much to ask? Remember, folks, your federal state government issues 8 billion unique trackable lottery tickets every single year for 110, 110 drawings every single year. 8 billion unique tickets are certified within seconds of the drop of the last ping pong ball, but they can't count 150 million election ballots every two years. It's a matter of will. When it comes to money they're making, they're accurate. When it comes to your vote, not so much. All right, guys, we've got a commercial break coming up. We'll be right back. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, guys, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. I'm your host, Jim Price. Extended lunch hour. Hey, Mondays and Wednesdays. You're right here, right? Well, I know that this whole thing gets a little bit gummy or wrapped around the axle. I still got an echo, Bob. Um, this whole thing of how the money laundering happens, how the dirty, nefarious things happen, why it is that we see these reports coming out. This is a sad part of this is we can't just take. Let me do this. Journalists. Okay. Whether you were a journalist in one time, whether you thought you were doing the right thing, whatever it was, I'm telling you right now that journalism actually has probably been one of the greatest downfalls of American society or even worldwide society at this point. I mean, I say society, I'm talking about the 
the balance of how we get through our day, how we interact with each other. I really do believe that the the media that we have that I'm not talking about like Gateway Pundit or Your News or uh, Before It's News. I'm not talking about those things. I'm talking about that legacy media, the old has-beens, the guys that have been around the the you know the 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 New York Post and you know all those different me- those media outlets. The amount of co- the collusion between our government and those that want to maintain chaos so they can maintain a job guys this is what okay the reason for the wars the reason for the race baiting the reason for the sex baiting the reason for all the other reasons they get us to fight with each other what's between your legs what you do in your bedroom what color your skin is those are the three biggest topics they use and you can drop it down from there and find out the thousands of things we fight about every single day the only reason this is necessary is so that they can create a crime so they can arrest you now think about that I just made an emphatic statement that basically ends with something you can't dispute. The only reason they want you guys fighting with each other is so that you don't worry about what's really in front of you. You don't worry about where the real enemy is outside of you. Let's fight with each other. Let's create the circular firing squad. Understand, like, guys, listen, a firing squad stands in a line, right? They stand in a line. They have one common target. They shoot the person in front of them because that's a firing squad. What I'm saying is the circular firing squad is that you get in a big, long, big, big round circle and you shoot the guy across from you while the guy across from you is shooting you. And all we end up with is a bunch of dead bodies laying around. That's what we're doing. And that's what this is all about. The CIA, the NSA, the, the FBI, all these different three-letter agencies that would need to be completely abolished, the EPA, all these different things. The only reason they create, the EPA creates a regulation is because it gives a guy a job to do to go out and look at it. Did you comply with this regulation? Okay, I get to keep my job. I'm going to go back and fill out the report that you did your job so I can keep my job. That's all this is. We create criminals so that we can, and we can, have, we can have guards and prisons and private entities to go out in there and put more people in prisons. Do you guys know that we have floating prison boats around this globe? The United States of America has United States citizens in international waters in boats so that they don't have to fall under American laws or American constitutionality. Yeah, guys, that's that's your government. I mean, when we think about people disappearing, we think about people just, you know, all of a sudden we can't find out where they're at. A lot of people don't realize that our government has prison ships that are afloat around this globe. And it's done just to create jobs. It's a fancy idea where somebody's making millions of dollars a year putting people in cages on the on the water. And it looks like a big shipping container. And yet it's just a big prison system inside. I mean, this is the stuff you guys, I don't think you guys quite get this. All this stuff, all this government, all these layers of things is just so people can get a job. Imagine if we weren't trying to put each other in prison. We weren't trying to create laws and rules and regulations so some guy could come and check and see if you had the laws and rules and regulations in line so he could keep his little book, his little his little job, so he can you know he can buy a uh, and put a pool in his backyard. That's it. Cops pull people over because they do have a quota. They really do. DAs have to get uh, prosecutions. They have to to keep their job to show that they're doing their job. They got to get pro- they got to get the convictions. So it looks like they're doing their job so they can get a raise and keep moving up the ladder. Guys, all this stuff is so someone can keep a little bit of power and a little bit of money. Every single time I can point in that direction, the Ukrainian war, 
Brazil, China, all the different Iraq, Iran, Afghanistan, Sudan, all these different places where we're in there doing this stuff. It's so someone can sound, get up on a news, you know, a podium and do a little news conference to feel important that day. And so they look like they validated the, the paycheck that they get out of you every single year after year after year. The DOD create DOD creates wars because they want to make sure that they stay relevant, that they stay, you know, the, at the top of the ladder. Keep more wars going so they can keep their job. But what if there wasn't a war? I would still want a military. I just wouldn't want a military that's spending trillions of dollars destroying our country and the world around it. That's it. Every single one of these things that we're dealing with, with the elections, with regulations, with the news, the media, the legacy media, all this is is so they can keep a job. Do you know most of the people that are writing these articles that are completely factually inaccurate make somewhere between thirty and $40,000 a year? They're barely above, above the poverty level. So no wonder they hate everything that has to do with capitalism, everything they have to do with a free market, because they feel like that they're doing their best, and yet nobody's celebrating them. Nobody's giving them the Pulitzer Prize. Nobody's giving them their own TV show. But a lot of what they're doing is they're just being told what to do and they get a little extra this or that because they did a good job. They get a pat on the head. But most of these people that are out there writing these articles and this legacy legacy stuff, that they are literally are not paid very well at all. There's only a very finite few at the very top of all the legacy media that get paid very well. Everybody else is just getting by. They're driving a 20-year-old vehicle to work mad because they can't hardly pay their rent and they're driving 20, 30 miles into the city because they have to live outside the city because it's too expensive in the city to do their little woke job that they make such little money at. And so when we think about how the government is built and how the media is built and how it's so incestuous, we understand that all these people are just trying to keep a job. Keep a job that sucks. Do you want to be known as the guy who keeps people in cages where there was no victim, there should, so there should be no crime, even according to your own Supreme Court of the United States of America? Would you want to be the guy who sits there and makes sure and locks people down in the prison boat and takes, and takes these people into places that they shouldn't be and allow them to be treated in ways they shouldn't be? I don't know. I don't understand this. I don't understand why we have gotten to where so hateful of each other that we'd rather sit there in a circular firing squad and destroy each other than the people that are out there trying to incarcerate every single one of us into some type of cage and some type of prison, some type of slavery. The enemy is out there. The enemy is out there. I am not the enemy. I want you to go and do whatever it is your mind puts you to. I want you to have to be able to go do what you want. I'm not paying for your crap, though. I don't want to pay for it, but I don't think we all should be paying for stuff that we don't use and that we're not a part of. I don't know why we pay for millions and millions of abortions worldwide. I don't know why we think we need to have over 200 foreign bases or whatever it is, or 300 foreign bases across this globe. I don't know why we think that we have to do all that. Why? Well, see, the thing is, is that's where the money comes in. Because those that are at the top, the 13 bloodlines that continue to pump the money into the system, well, they want the chaos. They want this, so they maintain control of the dummies. The people who live in fear, the people who practice fear, the people who lower their IQ by being fearful. I mean, these are all facts, guys. Factual. This is a factual representation of what your IQ does is it drops the moment you become stressed. When you're put into a stressful situation, you lose 10 to 15 IQ points immediately. That means you're not as smart as you was a second ago. 
And so as we go through these times and we see the transition of what we're going to be going into with this whole thing with the wakening up of people with the child trafficking stuff, with the sound of freedom and those kind of things. When you think about that, there's a lot of us that are going to be ready for it. But see, you got to remember, a lot of these people that want to hold on to their government jobs because it's the only way that they know how to work because they couldn't work in the real world. A lot of these people that work in these government agencies are completely horrible people that are hard to deal with and have bad personalities and couldn't work in a McDonald's, but yet they're making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year in your federal government and your local government, city, county, state, and the federal government. These people, there's millions, tens of millions of people taking from you guys in a paycheck all for the sake of just keeping their job so they create rules and laws and regulations to maintain their job so they look busy so they won't be let go or downsized. That's all this is about. They just want to keep making sure that their agency gets bigger so they can get a bigger salary, so they can have more people under them. And the more people they hire, the more they become important. Selfishness, self-centered, egotistical, small-minded people. And if you think that I went too far by saying that, look at this government that we have and tell me it's not consuming us and destroying us and it's not selfish and self-centered and egotistical. Look at what they're doing to us and the, the rest of the world. We have no business going out and destroying the countries that we destroy. And now the sad part of it is, as I look at what our country has done, I wonder if they've been destroying artifacts and things that allow us to connect to the past and show us what was really going on in this world around us instead of the lies that they keep shoving down our face. And one of these days, one of these days, I hope that a lot of you guys that were really tied into some, some superstition and tradition, and I'm not trying to be mean to you, but I hope you guys wake up. And I hope when you do wake up, it's not too painful and that you don't, don't, don't accuse those that bring you the information. But understand that we're trying to get you guys to, to see the bigger picture, that there is an enemy out there. And it's not me. And it's not even you. And it's not the guy across the street that says he voted, voted, voted for, for Biden or voted for you know, your guys' you know, New York governor. That, the guys, you have to think about this. The enemy, the enemy wants us fighting with each other. They want that circular firing squad. But a lot of people get very defensive about us wanting to open up and say small government, this and that, because they need that job. Because they don't know how to live outside of the government entity. All right, guys, we've got a commercial break coming up here at the Dark Delight Show. Be right back in just a couple minutes. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking of. Ah, welcome back. I'm Jim Price, Dark Delight Show. Appreciate you guys hanging here on the. I don't know why I was like thinking there was going to be music or. Well, there was music, but there was no words. <laughs> you got me, Bobby. I don't know why I didn't pay attention. I, I was paying attention, but I was like, oh, there's going to be a song in here anyway. All right. Well, welcome to live radio. Uh, we don't do that canned stuff around here because doesn't smell as good as the fresh stuff. All right. Uh, by the way, guys, don't worry about the uh, – there's a big cool kids club. has a powder blue helmets and uh, call themselves the United Nations because all nations are united under one head. Well, <clears throat> this is going to go well. This is not – well, it's not going to end well. The United States is now seeking to increase its influence worldwide by seizing global emergency powers. And you know, the pedo-in-chief, well, he agrees. Increasingly, the U.N. Propose, uh, proposal would begin September of 2024, that's next year, a mere two months before a highly anticipated general election in the United States. The global organization 
will host a summit of the future. So in September of 2024, we're going to have a summit of the future. And the PAC or agreement would place uh, multiple policy reformed offered by the UN uh, that put a set in place this. Let me read this to you here. While there are several um, aggressive proposals including included in the agenda, none are as disconcerting as the UN's plan for emergency platform, which would provide the international organization significant powers in times of, wait for it, global shock, such as another global pandemic. Great. That'll, you know what a pandemic is, guys? Anything they want. Um, oh, 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 it is Monday, right? Monday, July 10th. Let me tell you guys something. This is something I started working on over the weekend. This whole idea of these global pandemics, these global things, um, you know, strength and international response to global, uh, cl- complex global shock and emergency platform. This is what the UN secretary wants. He wants to make sure that uh, they have emergency platform uh, that they can go in and basically take over every government and every government locks in step of whatever it is that they want to do. Now, let me give you guys a, let me disprove, let me disprove a, a, a CO2 myth. And this is something I've been working on. I think you guys need to understand this. Do you guys understand that they say, I have a, a, an F-150. Now, it's a four-wheel drive. It's got a V8 in it. And they said that my, my F-150, my F-150 on an average of a 20,000 to 25,000 mile Although they say the average American drives between twenty and thirty thousand, but let's say twenty twenty five thousand. Well, let's go with thirty. That's a bigger number, right? They're saying that at thirty thousand miles per year, my F one hundred and fifty will produce anywhere up to eight tons of CO two. Now, I don't know how much fuel you think my truck burns through in thirty thousand miles. But I'm going to go with they don't know what they're talking about. Let me let me do some math while I'm working with you guys here just for a second here. And I, and I know it sounds like, well, no, you're going to do math, Jim. We can't see it. Well, use your mind's eye here. And I know you guys are super good at math. But let's go with the idea that um, in 30,000 miles, okay, there's 30,000. And I want to divide that. Let's say my truck is getting an average of 15 miles per gallon, Okay. So that means that I am using 2,000 gallons of fuel per year. And at Biden prices, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money, man. All right, so then I got 2,000 gallons. And I'm going to times, let me times that. Let's see, times that, let's see, by nine. Okay, so then uh, it says it's 18,000 pounds, and then... Uh, I want to divide that by two, which puts me at nine tons, okay? So they're saying that the amount of fuel that I burn out of my truck, okay, the fuel, the liquid fuel in my truck. Now, did you just follow me with the math here? 30,000 average miles, okay, which turns out to be, uh, that was at 2,000 gallons, I then times that by nine pounds, which made it 18,000 pounds, which I divide that by 2,000 so that I can, that's 2,000 pounds per ton, okay? That's nine tons of fuel that I would purchase in a nat- in a natural calendar year at 30, 30 you know, that's 30,000 miles per year. 
Now, are you are you picking up what I'm putting down here yet? My truck, they said my truck puts out up to eight tons of CO2. Now, if I take fuel that weighs nine pounds a gallon and I burn it through my truck, you're telling me there is the same volume that the liquid the liquid was when it comes out as a gas at the butt end of my truck. At the rear end of my truck, that pipe, the little pipa that comes out of the back there, that the the nine tons of fuel that I burn all year long comes out as nine tons of gas. So when I have a fuel that then burns into a vapor, you're telling me they weigh the same coming out of the back end as it does going in the front end? Are you guys listening to what they say CO2 actually weighs and how much it actually, the idea of what they're calling a cubic, when they say that there is a ton, when you put out a ton of CO2, this is the new norm they're putting out with cars, by the way, and the whole the whole mileage thing. You have city, you have the highway, and then you have combined, and now they're telling you how many met, how many metric tons or how many tons of CO2 that car will emit in a calendar year on an average use. So you're telling me that the fuel that goes in the front end of my truck comes out the back end weighing just as much as it did going in, and that's how much CO2. So my my truck putting gasoline in here pushes out the exact same amount of CO2 that the gasoline originally weighed. Are you serious, guys? Do you see how they're misusing you? Because you guys didn't go verify what a metric ton of CO2 really is. It is literally like, and it takes, it's a hundred foot by hundred foot by hundred foot square to create one ton of CO2. I think that's right. It was a hundred foot or was it a hundred meters? Maybe it was a hundred meters. It was basically like a football squared, football field squared. So they're telling me that my truck ingesting fuel in the front end produces Enough, it, it, all the fuel transforms into nothing but CO2 at the butt end of my truck. And the fuel going out, coming in is the exact amount of CO2 coming out of the butt end, right? That, that's what you're telling me. See, this is where they get you guys. This is the misuse of you because they don't think you're going to go and bother to look into it. They make up these fictitious measuring things that sound very scientific. They sound like they really, 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 really know what they're talking about. They really sound amazing. But it's all a lie. There is no metric ton of CO2 for every metric ton of gasoline I put in the face of it. The front end of my truck, the little explosions coming out of the back does not create nothing but CO2 at the same volume of weight that went into the front end of the, of the truck. It doesn't work that way, folks. And by the way, the earth needs CO2 to be able to be luscious and green and reproduce and do amazing things. But that's what they got you chasing. They got you chasing all these lies. They got you chasing all these things that aren't real. So that way you never really get to an answer. That way you never really understand what you should be fighting for. That way you fight me. And I fight you. And not them. The circular firing squad. We are the difference makers. We've always been, guys. Well, guys, thank you so much for hanging on with me in the second hour of the Dark Delight Show. I'm your host, Jim Price. It's been fantastic having you guys here. 
do not hesitate to reach out anytime you guys have any questions or comments. Remember, WISL is where you get your conservative talk that's going to help you get through these days and those around you as well. All right, guys. Be good to each other out there. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye.